William Dearboy. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, sir. How are you? Are you outside? It sounds like there's wind. No, I'm not outside. I'll wait. wait. <laughs> let me try and let me try and hold the microphone so that you can actually audibly perceive me. Is that better? No. You sound loud and clear, sir. It just sounded like there was wind. I just wondered where you were. Not an issue. As not you. an issue at all. As you. I have been out and about, and it's a lovely day. I went and trained in Encliffe this morning. That was very pleasant. You've been exercising like a good little boy. Well, you know, you've got to practice as you preach, right? <laughs> so you've been to Encliffe Park in Sheffield, yeah? And I've also done my exercises. Run me through your session. What went on? Well, I was there bright and early, which um, I would stress is not a recurring theme at the minute. <laughs> I, uh, I got there for, for eight o'clock after uh, after I met up with Dave, you know, Dave, and we trained very nicely. We did 8 a.m., yeah. Um, yes, I do did... know Dave Pearson, shout out. Yes, I do. Lovely, jolly man, yep. And we did, what did we do? Four sets of pull-ups, four sets of uh, kettlebell overhead press with a 20 that we took, four sets of weighted dips, and rows and kettlebell overhead did... press with a 20 with one arm uh yeah i didn't say for more than one rep connor come on <laughs> that's quite i was gonna say that's quite heavy now sir i didn't, for 8 I didn't outside. say i didn't right. say i was doing well with it i just said i, I did it <laughs> <laughs> and then we finished off with i think face pull and push-ups before i actually um, met a client out there afterwards as well which was lovely really nice sir Really, really yeah, yeah, nice. Really um, what about you? What have you done today? Let's catch up briefly. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a good day. Um, I've been awake from 5 a.m. as per usual, no alarm. My body just of goes, course. boom, it's time. So then I've been up. I've also done my exercises. I exercised at home. It was leg day. Um, I did, after two warm-up sets, I did 10 sets of Bulgarian split squats back-to-back with single leg hip thrust. Oh, you're a horrible um, man. You're a horrible man. Yep, Why would you do that to yourself? Yep. Uh, because I've got no other good options for other heavy, hard exercises, essentially. It's not what I wanted to do. It's just if I want to train my thighs and glutes like decently heavy, they're the best options I've got. I've got dumbbells that go up to 20 yeah. kg. So I can do a, yeah, I can do, I can do a split squat with two 20 kilogram dumbbells, one in each hand. Um, and single leg hip thrusts are hard for me anyway, to be honest. After after a set of those, I just do body weight, or maybe I have like a little dumbbell that I hold on the hip, like a 10 or something. Interesting. It's, flip, it's flipping difficult anyway. Are you doing that as a superset? Yeah. Or... Uh, left left leg split squat, right leg split squat, left leg single leg hip thrust, right leg single leg hip thrust. Just That's interesting. Sets I quite to, like yeah, just sets to the death. <laughs> just again and that's and it again. isn't it like you said if, you, if you've got a bread and butter that works and i guess you th- your logic then is that you've just got to make up the same kind of weekly volume that you would be getting in the gym normally you just might as well stick with what's best hey my legs have actually been growing yeah my legs have actually got bigger my well that makes sense for you doesn't it and quads oh well thank you there we go <laughs> there we go low blow okay, what, what so, other option you. did they have <laughs> <laughs> not much when i'm doing 10 sets of split spots to the death to be honest that's they it. are going that, to that, grow they're going that, to grow that's it that's growth in- incurring right there definitely <laughs> um yeah but i boxed that one off um with beth nice and early then i've had three online clients which was great i've answered 75 check-ins from different Six Steps to Slim members. Um, and I've walked six kilometers because, like you said, it is a lovely day outside, isn't it? It's about 10 degrees calm with 
nice blue and sky. Yesterday, nice, yep. Yesterday was beautiful as well. I managed to get out for, well, this week was my first crack at getting the bike out again. And that was nice to get back out and hit a natural big one for a change. Yeah, very good weather for it. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't know that you'd stopped biking because we spoke a while ago and you were on it. And then you've taken a little break, I assume. But the the, the, the UK did ice over, so I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, I just, my levels of proficiency on a bike, um, it, I would do not trust myself with anything other than optimal conditions, you know, for slipping and sliding. Hell no. <laughs> um, why, are you, are you saying you're not very good on the bike? Is that what you're saying? I, I just... Yeah, maybe so. Okay, well, this is one thing to consider is that the most advanced amount of uh, road knowledge that I've got is a course that I did a, a, for my like bike safety or something when I was in primary school. So my <laughs> <laughs> now, now, that doesn't make you the most confident on the road for sure. <laughs> no, I'm too scared to cycle. I'll just say that straight. I used to when I was... You used to hammer that hard, between... yeah. Yeah, I used to race cycling a little bit. I used to... I used to do a lot of miles, sometimes 30 miles before school, literally when I was like 17 or something. And I did this for a good few years until I went to university and I took my bike to university and then never rode it ever again. <laughs> not, not literally, not even once. And then I left university and I left the bike at the place where I was no longer <laughs> going to be living because I just thought, fuck it, I've just been taking this bike around with me for years and I just don't even use it, so I'm just going to leave it and somebody else can just I've have been, it. I've been walking next to it, wheeling it everywhere for years. I'm like, I just want to leave it now. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> and oh now well. Now I'm too scared, to be honest. I'm too scared. Um, yeah, you see the fear factor then. That's my issue as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I'm just going to get run over just all the time. So even though I cycled for a lot of years and never got run over once, it's just... I don't know, as I've just gotten older, I've just gotten more fearful. Like when I was even younger than that, I used to jump off things on a skateboard like a rapscallion. And now that just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I would Breaking just never do both ankles at once. Exactly, yeah. I've broken my ankles several times and then I'd just wait for them to half and half heal and just do it again like an yeah, idiot. Smashed. I just don't even understand. Yeah. <laughs> In and my defense, we're both you idiots for different reasons. <laughs> Yeah, barely progressed. Some might say, but um, I feel I feel like I, I feel like I've, I'm not doing bad because when you get to the age of 25, your prefrontal cortex fully develops, doesn't it? Up until that point, technically, you do have less rationality, less decision making skills, and less ah, ability so to think things excuse. through. Excellent. Yeah, that, that's fine then. Yeah, <laughs> that's scientifically why you're a dumbass. Yes. <laughs> ah, scientifically, I didn't know that because I'm a dumbass, and that makes sense, doesn't it? Full circle. There we go. Well, have I relieved a bit of pressure for you there, then, and set a few things straight? <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. There's definitely no um, expectations now for any amount of intellectual conversation from my end, and that's nice. <laughs> At which point we should probably segue smoothly into the. Act- into podcast shouldn't we boom yeah. smoothly we'll as ever try and talk about something um situational and beneficial for ladies at home we'll give them some information education motivation we're putting it out to the nation sir oh how god damn oh god damn how long have you been practicing <laughs> that that was awesome <laughs> um no, not not practice. I just like things that rhyme, and I also like alliteration and things like this, which is why my program is Slim Society: Six Steps to Slim and stuff like this. I just <laughs> yeah, again, that, and I... again, that's autism, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> well, here we go, isn't it? Here we well, go. a lot well, of the best things are William. A lot of the best things yes, are. I, I, I very much agree. I very much agree. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you listen, smoothly. If you... No, no, no. I'm going to go off track again because I was oh, just okay, going to say go, go back off track. 
Uh, have you listened to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast? Yes. Uh, because there was a new one out. I don't know if you see because he's been on it twice. There was a yeah. there was a, there's, there's a new interview with fucking Elon Musk. He, I don't know if he still is, but he was the fucking richest man in the entire world, wasn't he? And he's sending people to Mars, and he builds the best <laughs> electric cars, and he does all these mad things. And when you listen to him talk, you know he's one of the best people in the world. Clearly, he's he's fucking advancing human society on his own. And when you listen to him talk, yeah, I'm think, a big fan. There's something going on there. <laughs> He's yeah, there's definitely ways. <laughs> half robot. Yeah, and it's interesting because, yeah. like you say, that's, that's where it a lot of it comes from, isn't it? And it makes sense, really. Like from the point of view of, you know, Joe Bloggs probably isn't going to be changing the world, and so he's probably not going to be seeming like a normal person. It's going to be someone that's a little out, a little left field, and a little bit, yeah, interesting and quirky. You know. Yeah, and all the best things might turn out to be in left field. You never, Absolutely. <laughs> you never know. You? Absolutely. You never know. Anyway, you never we've come to talk about going back to the gym, haven't we? Because that's apparently happening now. Well, hey, look at us. I'd like it if it did. I would like that, to be honest. Um, I, I, I don't even know how to say it. Have mm-hmm. medium confidence, shall we say? I know it's going back at some point, but do I trust any of the dates that have been given so far? Uh, mediocre at best. Um, yeah, I've not got. Yeah, I've not got the highest hopes because it's only predictions, isn't it? Oh, they'll open this at this point if this happens because it's going to be based on cases and other things, isn't it? Like COVID cases, etc. Um, and they true. don't really know. They don't know really exactly, do they? Like what? What's going well, to happen? Is it, they, isn't can't, it? they can't predict the future either. So it's not their fault either. It's not their fault. No. And if if only one, it only takes one of these um, scheduled opening of things to get delayed and then every single one of them will get pushed back. You know, if we don't hit one of the target requirements at one specific point for the next stage of things to open, then that one the gets delayed effect. and then that put yes, and then that yeah, pushes it back too. Yeah. Anyway, look, look at me being a negative Nancy. Um, <laughs> I just like to be... I just a realist, like realistic. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I haven't stamped it in my head as the gym is open on this day. Um, I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't know. It, that's. I think that comes down to a sort of a philosophical, like a, a a personal philosophy per person kind of thing. And I I know for me that maybe that thinking that it's going to open then that might come with a little bit of naivety, but it also comes with a decent amount of security, which until it's proven wrong and even if it is proven wrong a week beforehand it still might have given me a good couple of weeks leading into it of uh, stress-free no knowing in quotation marks i was going to go back Do you know what i mean like ignorance is bliss kind of thing hey i love that stupidity point. yeah yeah, yeah. no I mean? <laughs> no i love that point dude i think that makes i think that makes absolute sense yeah because you might be let's just say training hard eating well sleeping at the right exactly. times, get, getting your schedules back on track because you're thinking the gym's going to open on this day. And then even if it doesn't, even if it get pushed, pushed back by a, bit, by a bit, at least you've been positive and you've been doing positive things. That's my thought process. I always try and keep a toe, you know, in logic and reason and understand that that very much might not be the case. But again, when I reverse engineer that and see what, what how does that practically affect my life now, even if it doesn't, it doesn't. If, if, I, if I knew... How can you phrase this? Um, if the gym was 
either going to definitely open on the 12th of April or not again for another two years. But I didn't know either way. And I just, let's say I thought it was going to open sooner. I'd just keep training, wouldn't I? If it was two years from now, I might decide that that's long enough to bulk up to chuff in 110 kilos, enjoy a couple of pizzas and then cut back down before that starts again. You know, so it's kind of helpful I do. to keep you on the rails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if, even yeah. if that is the incentive for the most part behind the government's regime, then I don't, I don't hate it. And like, like we say, it's, it's very easy to hate and judge and just be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what they're doing. And I always try and think about it like the fact that everyone is just a single person and no one has any extra resources outside of their own brain. And yeah, like Boris, you know, he has a responsibility that he should be able to fill, but he's, my guy is still just a bloke at the end of the day, bless him. He doesn't know any better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, poor man, yeah, yeah. probably... Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like people people say the government as if that's like one thing as if it's some overpowering entity. But we we all know every single one of us and every single one of us work listening to this show now. Um some people who work for quote unquote the government in in lots lots of different situations Very true. roles. Very true. Yeah, like people who work for the Department of Health or the flipping I don't know. I've got a good few clients at the home office, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's a big home office in Sheffield, isn't there? Exactly. That's exactly my point. Technically they are the government. The government. <laughs> aren't they? But they're, yeah. Yeah, they're so. also just no, they're also just normal people. And I know there's different levels to it with politicians, but yeah. Um I'm and not that's why I don't for- get into politics because it's just it's so messy and inconclusive consistently. I there's it's so i don't know pigeonholing or something like that and because maybe it's because people want black and white answers or something but i just isn't has that ever been the case no <laughs> so i just try not to stress myself out thinking about it <laughs> yeah well you're also talking to somebody me who knows absolutely nothing about politics maybe we should just leave it then <laughs> because if we don't Wait. know what we're talking about let's not yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll not well let's go back to our vocational knowledge getting back to the gym yeah much simpler much simpler than flipping politics. <laughs> Much simpler. This is a comfortable topic for me. I, I think I know a bit about it. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I have come to this podcast prepared and I have five top tips for beginners starting at the gym and five top tips for people restarting at the gym. Okay, if you're not necessarily a beginner, but you're getting back into it. Um, I have also come halfway prepared, but I'll let you lead, mate. What are your, what are your tips then? Let's hit number one. How are you halfway prepared? What does that mean? Uh, well, I've kind of gone for the approach of, as opposed to outlining particularly what I want to say, I've more gone for the questions that I think people might be asking and uh, what you might go for from there, if that makes Ooh, sense. No? That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, it's the way my brain works. When I'm planning something, the way I do it is I sit down and I have a little scenario in my head where someone's approached me in the gym and said, point blank, what do I do when the gyms reopen? How do I get back to things? And there's and then I whatever my my first sort of thought process is, I start writing down. <laughs> All right, go on then. Give me an example. What have you? What have you? Have you? What have you written down? For example, <clears throat> you'll hate me because it starts with it depends. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> Why will I hate you? Most things depend on on some things I at know, least. I know, and that's because you're a reasonable man. But most people hate that. Again, people want black and white answers, don't they? But um, no, it I, it depends on the the level of ability that you left the gym with obviously in the first place um which so this is about somebody restarting at the gym is it well that's what i'm saying it depends on where you (laughs) left the gym if you if you started ever if you haven't ever if you started if you ended as like a world-class powerlifter i don't know 
So obviously it depends on that. I think a good encompassing way to do to say that um, that we can break down into more spe- uh, specifics. Uh, if you're someone that's returning to the gym, I would say a very sort of intermediate week back at the gym with like half the amount of volume per muscle group if you're weight training uh, with like 50 to 60 percent of the workload that you know you can comfortably manage is is a good place to start but that is very specifically for the people that have trained before which i know isn't all of our audience all, all three of our audience <laughs> that that was a smart answer I just liked what oh, you said you. there because that because that was quite specific. So you're saying doing an in, doing do an intermediate week, not necessarily blasting it fully, doing fifty <laughs> percent of the total work that you would do beforehand or something like that. Yeah, and you would call it um, an accumulation phase. If you were talking from like a powerlifting programming point of view, you often see, oh, for example, the programs that I've written. There's the first few weeks might look particularly easy and well they are they scale up in volume and what i mean by volume is the total workload per muscle group uh, mm-hmm. which again is sets and reps is if you're confused by that and the way that i then re- reverse engineer that is there are a certain there's, there's generally uh, per person and per muscle group a xyz amount of sets per week that is what we would consider optimal for both recovery and progression and that number is definitely a little bit lessened by the time off that we've had so initially when you come back you you don't need as much volume for the first maybe two weeks you also wouldn't be able to handle as much volume for the first two or three weeks and so the response is to do less volume for the first two or three weeks make sense it makes sense, sir. I like what you're saying there. And I think if I give you my tips that I thought of for people who are restarting back at the gym, I think you'll find that they're congruent with what you've just yeah. said there. Yeah. So my, my first one that I wrote down, and I just wrote these down quickly, basically, in the order that they sprung to my mind. So they're not necessarily in order of importance or anything. But the first one I wrote down was warm up a lot. Mm. That's because I, that I like warming up. And I think if you've not been to the gym for a while or doing these specific things, do a few warm-up sets. Don't just put 100 on the bench and then all hurt yourself, all load of <laughs> press, or hurt yourself, people. Do warming up. Actually, um, yeah, specifically don't do that because I know a guy who did that last lockdown and just tore his pec day one. So yeah, there's an example. Moving on. <laughs> Are you serious? Is that real? Yeah, real. Oh my Lord. Day one, day, day one after however many months we had off first lockdown, came in, swung his dick about a bit too much and tore his pec. Oh dear. All right then. Well, don't do that. <laughs> that there you go. Is, that, that, that is that's your example. To do. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, and I, I also like warming up as well. I'd, maybe for me in my training, I maybe warm up a little bit too much because I do a decent amount of building up to the heaviest weights that I'm going to do. Like maybe I'll do one, two, or three. Like practice warm-up sets, each one heavier and harder than the one before until I get to my actual hard-working sets of things. But I also think this is good for people restarting to do because it's a way to safely test where your strengths are at the minute. Like even if you... Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, even if before lockdown you could do 100 on the bench press, let's say. Just start on the bar, just do 10, see how you feel. See if your elbows hurt, see if your pecs feel okay, exactly like we're saying. See if you, just see if everything's feeling smooth. If it is, put 40 on it, see how that goes. Put a 10 on each mm-hmm. side, just go up to 40. See how that goes for a set of 10. If you've got no aches, no pains, no issues, and you're feeling good, then put 60 on it and just, just build it, just do warm-up sets, see where you're at, make sure you're yeah, exactly. into it gently. Yeah, especially because, I mean, at any given point, you've got the rest of your life ahead of you. But, you know, when you're first coming back into the gym, why are you, what are you trying to do there and then on day one? You're not going to be 
it, you're not going to have the available strength that you used to to try and be as strong as you once were. You're not. You're probably not going to have the same levels of proficiency in the exercise. I.e., the technique won't be as good, and so that could either result in weakness or injury. So yeah, you just the fact the the fact of the matters are that regardless of how good you were at something before, even if you've still got all the knowledge and the know-how in your head, your body might just not be listening as much anymore. So yeah, you just got to go slow, man. That's a good point about technique, um, lessening, etc. Well, yeah, that's again, exactly I, right. I can cite exactly um, me as an example. When I came back to it and put a bar on my back to squat for the first time, which was mm-hmm. obviously day one, the weirdest thing was that just my entire like core and midsection was just vibrating and it was like wobbly and weird. And like when I was descending and coming out of the hole, I could feel like micro movements around like my core just because those muscles had just not had a heavy load on top of them for a while. They'd just been depleted and they weren't quite used to, yeah, fighting like that anymore. So yeah, just take it, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate your approach because, you're always thinking as well. I'm always uh, got my head in the clouds a little bit thinking about the bigger thing, but you're thinking about specifically when you walk through the door, what's the first thing you do? And yeah, warm up's going to be it, isn't it? Make sure you get on top of things, test things out. Yep. And my second point, I will also interrupt myself for a second and say that somebody has sent in a voice message to us and it's just around. I know it's that. I was going to say it. Yeah, um, it's just a reminder to everybody, all the listeners, people who already know this, if they follow us, which they should do on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Podbean or Google Cast or wherever the hell else, maybe Stereo mm-hmm. app that we're on right now live, that you listen to podcasts, please don't, if you're on the Stereo app, send in voice messages. We're not going to play random voice messages from the internet on the show, but you can go to slumsociety.co.uk and email me. And if you, if you do it now, like if you're listening live and you do it right now, it will pop up on my phone in front of my face and then I'll be able to see it. So you can actually do it live if you want. Go to slumsociety.co.uk, send a message to that website from one of the contact boxes. <gasps> and then we'll really actually read out the question if we find it flipping appropriate. appropriate. I really want um, to play it. <laughs> you can if you want, but I'll be mildly upset. <laughs> uh, oh no, this, this is your podcast. <laughs> we're setting a we're setting a precedent, sir. Of I agree. We we just can't do it. It's just it's gone wrong before, as I've said. But anyway, <laughs> my my second tip was you've already kind of covered this one. Um, I wrote down it takes less than you think to grow, but I could but you could also put it could be grow strength or it could be grow muscle. And what I was thinking about was with this was it will be new stimulus to people's muscles again. Even if you have been training, like I've been exercising at home, it will be new and different stimulus because the exercises I'll have available to do at the gym aren't the same ones or won't be the same because I won't choose to do the same ones even if they are the same ones at the gym. Yeah. So your so your muscles will be getting new and good stimulus without having to without having to actually pound them to death. And there's, there'll also be muscle memory as well kicking in if anybody's lost any gains of strength or gains of muscle or anything like this a little bit over lockdown you'll have muscle memory kicking in it'll all be new anyway so you don't actually have to hammer it to death which goes to your point of like you said just do an intermediate week that will be enough to build some strength and you probably get sore anyway yeah Um, yeah Yeah, i mean first of all we you know there's no direct correlation between um, the feeling of soreness and the actual results that you're getting but your body will just tell you the first week back it'll be like no stop being a dickhead you don't do this because you haven't for the last however many months and it'll just present pain (laughs) and annoyingly it doesn't even really mean anything but i guess 
the comfort in that is that you know that when it gets to the point that you're so conditioned that you don't really get that sore the next day, that also doesn't really mean anything, you know? So, yeah, I wouldn't read into that kind of stuff too much and, yeah. Yeah, that's great knowledge. So just to fill in the listeners there as well, there's two main factors that make your muscles sore. And like Will said, neither of them are necessarily progression. Um, one one factor that makes muscles sore, this is, these are not the only two factors, but they're the major ones, is new stimulus to the muscle. So and, and that could be progress. You might get sore if you do more reps than ever before. True. You could do more sets. Yeah. Yep. You could do more volume per session. You could do another session per week. You, can, you know, you could yeah, up your weekly broad. volume. Yeah, it's a broad net, isn't it? Just a new stimulus, yeah. Yeah, a new stimulus, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to... The new stimulus might be a bad thing. Like, for example, if I usually squat with quite a narrow stance um, and I do, I don't know, let's, I'll just use round numbers. Let's say I do 100 kilos on the bar and this doesn't make me too sore because I'm used to it because I do that every week and I've been building up to it. Then let's say I go in the gym and I do some kind of like super wide sumo stance kind of squat... And say yeah. I only do 60 kg, I'm probably going to get sore because the new stimulus would be I've never squatted in this ridiculously wide position before. So probably I'm yeah. stretching and yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily make any gains because it might be flipping half as much weight as I usually do doing some weird ass technique. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So new stimulus to muscles. If you do a new exercise, you might get sore, but it might be a shit exercise. It might have not been as good as the previous thing you used to do, <laughs> you know, but if you do any, anyway, if you do something new, you'll get sore. So you're likely to get new when you go back to the gym and you see all the machines that you've been thinking, Oh, I haven't had to go on that for a while. And then we go on it. Probs the muscles are going to be like, you said, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So, new, so if you get sore from new stimulus, that can be a good thing. Like if you do more weight or more reps or more sets or something ever before, that could equal progress, but not always. The other thing that makes muscles sore is stretching muscles under tension. That's the yes. other thing that equals massive soreness. That's like why Romanian deadlifts or... Just I don't chew know, you up. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're just one of the most hardcore things for producing soreness, aren't they? Because it's a specific... And I know that every exercise stretches every muscle, but it's a specific hardcore stretch on the muscle under tension. Same sort of thing happens on chest when you do like flies or cable cross sort of thing. That's why it makes the chest really sore, etc. Yep. yep. Um, and that's another way to even think about it is I always like to um, explain to my clients that those kind of those those uh, stimuluses, the stretching, the well, say for example, stretching. Your you have your 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 muscles are attached to your muscles in places. You can't change the length of them. What you do when you stretch is you change the the neural sort of understanding of the muscles and how flexible it lets you be based That's on true. how safe it thinks it is. And same thing for the for the muscle soreness as well. It's it's only your body's response saying, now nah, then, dickhead, you lifted something heavy and it hurt, so I'm going to tell you not to do it for a bit. Um, and that's what it does. And then as soon as you've done that for long enough and it gets to the point where it's thinking, oh, that doesn't kill me every time, fine. Then it starts presenting you a little less stimulus in the in the way of, of DOMS and, and, and you know, um, stress and stuff. I like how your body had a um, strong Barnsley accent. It, your body said to you, now nah then, dickhead. <laughs> now nah then. Yeah, my internal devo came out. And <laughs> that, that's my, my consciousness is just devo at the back of my head going, now nah then, dickhead, lift that again and do this. And Yeah, that's me. That was my favourite part of your whole story. Uh, but I'm glad that's you, what you're clinging to. That's what I took away from it. Yeah, that's what nice, nice. After that, Perfect. the rest of it's fuzzy because I was laughing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm only, I'm only kidding. It was, it was a good point. Um, 
It was definitely true. And soreness can hold you back as well, can't it, as well sometimes? Because yeah. I, could make, I could make my muscles sore for a week easily if I just absolutely just tanned a brand new exercise for 10 or 15 sets to the death. I could make my legs sore. Maybe not every muscle, but you could make your legs or chest or maybe some back muscles, etc., like that. Sore for a week easily. But muscles only show increased muscle protein synthesis or building or recovering, you could say, um, for maybe like three days maximum. So yeah, if ever you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so if, if ever you're making yourself sore for more than three days, really you've done too much work and you should reduce probably the volume that you did to make yourself sore for less than three days and then train again faster so you get what's called more anabolic opportunities or chances to build. Um, and I will just add to that, it could be that or the fact that you're just new to the gym. So, you know, don't be discouraged if that is you. Yeah, you're talking a bit more oh, if, people that are That's true. More, I'm still talking about yeah. people restarting again, but that yeah. is a bit more of an advanced thing, you're right. If you're a newbie, you can, yes, you'll yeah. probably get sore for a week no matter what you do. If, you knew, if you're a newbie, you're just going to die. Just be prepared to die. Yeah, that's it. Game over. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not very fucking confidence-filling, is it, William? If you're a newbie, you'll what? die. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. Yeah, that, nice. <laughs> but no one will laugh at you. No one will laugh at you. We'll all pick you up and carry you on. Don't worry. <laughs> um, that is actually something that I've been finding. I've I've had more and more people tell me how surprised they are about the kind of the environment of the people in the gym, thinking that they'd all be annoying and horrible. And for the most part, they found that a lot of them have been really nice and supportive. And maybe that's something that's come out of this last year as well. A little bit more of, of a community. Yes, I think that's quite often true. People's minds oft, often, with many situations, build things up to be worse and scarier than they really are. And people do assume that people at gyms are, I don't know, some a- aggressive or egotistical yeah. or, you know, something along these lines. And I have also throughout my life found that not necessarily to be the case. But I would say throughout my life, I've found that most people, if you're nice to them, they're nice to you. And most people... Seem nice. Who knew, really right? Over- yeah, I used to train in bodybuilding gyms even when I was like 17 and there was, I don't know, criminals <laughs> and, and <laughs> hanging around in these bodybuilding gyms. You know. It, uh, yeah, people who've done things and they they seem nice, you know. If you, don't, if you don't flip in, I don't know, bother them, they won't bother you. They're just people too. They're just people too. You, yeah, also, sure. work, you also work in a stereotypically friendly gym though. You also have it to is true. This is very true. understand, yeah, the, the gym group, they, they're a, they are a friendly gym that hire... Not as many friendly... criminals. Yes, <laughs> that's not what I was going to say, but okay. <laughs> they, they hire friendly personal trainers, and they try and make their personal trainers friendly as well. That's kind of one of the aims that they have. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So it's and a nice especially... atmosphere there. It's a friend. It's a friendly sort of not not a family atmosphere because kids are not allowed in. But it's a friendly atmosphere for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kids allowed there. They're not. Which actually is an issue that I would love to one day hope to be part of resolving nationwide or something. Is getting more kids into things like weight training. Most parents think that weight training will stunt your kids' growth and that it's bad for them. Literally, most parents think that, and this is untrue. And there's zero evidence for this. Yeah, but most parents also think their kid's the best in school. And, you know, there's only one kid that's best in school. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 sorry. 
no, no, no. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm not replying to you. We've, oh, we've what? actually got a message come in. Someone's, oh, <laughs> I think, so, someone listening has actually messaged me. Um, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. They've, you know what I just said? Don't flip in send the voice recorded messages into stereo because we just don't play yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. I said send me a message. Somebody actually has. Um, a lady oh, called Louise. A lady called Louise has oh, said, "My, my client." Um, I, yes, it is actually. Maybe yes, not. yes, no, it actually is. It, 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 I was trying not to say the surname just in case for kind of confidentiality. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yes, it is actually your client. She says, "My advice is to familiarize yourself with good technique before you go back." That's one of my tips. She's. Yes. I shouldn't have read this out. She's stealing one of my tips that I've not fucking read smart. out yet. Don't be she complacent. That you. <laughs> oh, Louise says she's not the one who sent the voice message. She's just sent me another message. She was. She's literally listening live now and oh, talking to on. me. I know uh, this is crazy, isn't it? But this is what happens when you do shows live on the internet. This is fantastic. Mm. She says, "Don't be complacent uh, that you know what you're doing." So she's talking about getting good technique. Yeah, it's been a while, so make sure you're doing it right. That's what you said, isn't it? Technique. Excellent. Um, I once saw a graph about how long it takes technique to start to fade through no training, and I believe it was like one to two weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I can believe that. And I always going forward, it's something I always try and remind clients of as well: is that even when I'm training, I'm First of all, you've got to have the awareness that it's human nature to just get distracted and not concentrate and think that you know what you're doing. So I always root that at the bottom of my sort of approach to exercise. And then on top of that, I always go into every exercise considering what the goal of it is. And that sounds stupid and that you or that or just intuitive or something, but not enough people do that, you know, like get on an exercise and they're talking when they do it or they're, they're just not concentrating, you know, something I'm, I'm always saying, know why you're doing the exercise and then you'll be able to actually get the best from it. Yeah, so constantly concentrating on the technique, not letting yourself dip, always asking questions, micro-changing little things, you know, just trying to progress and educate yourself all the time. The best approach. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And that's one of our jobs as personal trainers, isn't it? Efficiency. Help people do less, but get more out of it. That's what I do with people's nutrition too. I try and give them easy changes that won't make much change to their lifestyle, but will make much change to their, whatever their goal is, usually body weight management in terms of uh, my six steps to slim program or something like that. So I completely agree. Um, My next tip if I can go on, because this is taking flipping ages, isn't it? Because we go into a right conversation on each one of these. What are you talking about? We're nice and concise. Go on. We've kind of already been through this, but I put build back up. Um, So I I was saying the exact same as you, essentially on that point as well. Just go back into it steady. Build your strength back up. Build your volume back up. Build your technique back up as well. Build back up nice and steady. My next tip was be nice to newbies. That's what I put down. (laughs) Exactly like you just said about being friendly in gyms. Um, etc etc most people mind their own business in gyms anyway don't they but I just thought I'd throw it in there because if there are new people coming out of lockdown and looking to keep on top of their health etc due due to the pandy isn't it due to the (laughs) pandemic then good then good so make sure we're nice to newbies and then my last one was eat healthy and stretch for people restarting at the gym 
Because you know nice. me, I'm a nutritionist. I have to just say eat healthy. It's just like it's yeah, you've got to put that in there. Of it's just what I do. If I don't say that, I feel like I, I don't know. It, I, it'll build up inside me until it starts. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll start spewing it out at random times until you have to go and shake a poor woman on the streets and yell in her face to eat healthily. Eat vegetables. <laughs> no, you're like around said, brandishing carrots at people now. No, I literally never do that. I like. I oh, said, that's, that is good because it was sarcasm. So yeah, yeah don't do that. <laughs> that is no, good I don't. It was it. It was a joke for narrative purposes. Don't act on that. <laughs> that's good because I don't appreciate anybody that shouts in the in the center of cities with a microphone or a megaphone. No matter what. <laughs> no matter what. No matter what you're saying. Like like vegans are flipping ones for it all the time, and I like veganism. I'm not they against plants even slightly, but they will get <laughs> megaphones and start shouting things in the street, and it's just you don't see me with a megaphone. Eat less calories. Balance is best. Be nice to people. <laughs> you with a fucking megaphone. I just think, shut up. And there's yeah. there's people there's people shouting about flipping religion and stuff with megaphones all the time in the center of Sheffield. I'm thinking you're putting me off. I wouldn't mind talking to you about religion, but not if you're going to shout it at me through a megaphone. And I, I can yeah. only hear I can only hear one line of what you're saying as I walk past. So I'm like, I'm not even getting any context to this screaming. That you don't just think no. No, that's an interesting um, way of looking at it. It's not actually anything to do with what they're saying, is it? It's it's just no. The, anybody the shouting anything with a megaphone, I just don't want you to scream things in my face. I'm just trying to go to Sainsbury's. It's like, Agreed. It, I'm just trying to get a bagel. We, were, we touched on this last week, actually, with the uh, Dale Carnegie stuff of how if the second that you just try and force something upon someone, tell them they're wrong or whatever, it doesn't matter how right or. Or, or even how much that person wants to like and agree with you. Wars just go up and then it's just an impossible task that you've got. So, you know, it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but we're digressing again. Yeah, my tips anyway were, be, were eat healthy and stretch. Because um, if, if you eat healthy, you'll look better faster. You'll feel better as well. You'll get more vitamins and minerals into you. Your calorie intake will be lower, so you'll be leaner. So your muscles will show through better. You'll get a higher protein intake. So you build strength and muscle back faster, and things will just go better. And then if you stretch also, you'll get less injured, and you might recover, and you might re- a little bit faster and alleviate a little bit of soreness and be able to perform your exercises with better technique if you stretch out yes. your muscles and warm up a lot. Those, sir, were my tips for restarting at the game. I am going to extend that last tip of yours a little bit, just, Please. To, just to a very, very specific um, fact, but quite an important one, and that's that you... It's, it's blurred lines, but I'm going to go out and say as a blanket statement, you shouldn't particularly static stretch, at least for long durations of time before you do your training. Um, and I'm talking about... Oh my about, God, I do that every time. <laughs> I'm talking about weight training. I'm talking about weight training, like I do that heavy weight time. training. <laughs> I I know, and and this is why time. I said it's blurred lines, because there are some things. <laughs> so the, the way that you would actually define it is that you would say you don't want to stretch muscles that you would uh, you are intending to put power through and train. So if you oh, do that if you're bench pressing, <laughs> yeah. So that is incorrect. Stop doing this. No. <laughs> I'm never going to stop. I, love I know it. you're not. I know you're not. And then again, that's when it comes down <laughs> to the point that I would say you've been in the industry for a while. You do this. You know what feels good for you. I also know how you stretch, and I know you're inflating it a little bit now. You do a little ten minute, uh, sorry, a little ten second, five second hold in each position. Hey, I'm you're trying not there my for, best now. For... I'm trying my no, best. No, no, no. That's hey. what I'm telling you. That's good. Hey. That's good. <laughs> you don't want to be doing much more than that. <laughs> 
No, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm half kidding, and I know what you're saying because if you do overly stretch muscles before training, you can you can allow yourself to get into positions in the exercises that you're not necessarily trained for or strong or have good mobility to be in necessarily. Yeah, and you can yeah. you can also weaken the muscles as well. Like you can expend some of your energy and create less force production by overstretching muscles like before training. I yeah, understand. And the, and the problem becomes that you also just you, you neurally, which me, um, I don't really know how to explain that, but you neurally. Dr- prime yourself for whatever you're warming up for and if you're stretching you're priming yourself to be loose and flaccid and all mobile and this kind of flaccid. stuff which is yeah excellent excellent word there you didn't Choice have to comment on it connor you uh, and if that's what you're warming up for then that's what you can expect to be good at and so the phrase i always use with warming up is warm up as you mean to go on if you're warming up for the splits you're going to need to stretch if you're warming up for a one rep max your nice. goal has to be nice. power output you know, nice. if you're warming yeah. up for a squat, don't shoulder press. It it can be very simple like that, but also yeah. down to the minutiae of it. Of yes, yeah, static stretching a muscle you're about to put power out of is never a good idea. It it it, it just makes you weaker, which can only end in either two things: depression because you're not lifting as heavy. As depression. You were <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a big jump. I didn't expect you to say that. Or depression. injury, which otherwise known as depression. <laughs> <laughs> full um, circle yeah so I, I know exactly i know exactly what you're saying and i know that you are also yeah right and you're well. making it hard for me <laughs> <laughs> you are also right where i'm not i'm not doing loads of crazy stretches i'm doing like five or ten seconds on each muscle but this comes back to my point of i warm up a lot like if i'm going to train legs i'm never going to train legs without stretching them first and i'm only doing like a gentle stretch out but it's because my legs tighten up like death over the over the night i can when i wake up in the morning i can barely touch my toes and that is just not appropriate so after (laughs) i'll do a little five minute stretch out but then that's not my warm-up that's the pre-warm-up to the (laughs) warm-up you're one of those guys guys, yeah because then i'll then i'll do mobility afterwards i'll like stand against the wall and swing my leg backwards and forwards and i'll do some leg like roundy to the sidey things and stuff like this yeah, so especially like if i'm running of, as well yeah that active kind of um uh, what do you even call that there is a name for that what is that? Um, <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah, things yeah you could call it active stretching i just call it it's like, like something like, warming yeah, up but it's a mobility it. work as well but yeah, your mobility, for example, that's obviously, that should be paramount before you stretch. And for those that don't know the difference, the stretching you would put down as static stretching, i.e. you're just isolating a muscle. An easy one, for an example, would be your hamstring bending over, touching your toes and trying to stretch that. Whereas mobility might be something more like a squat. You're trying to warm up how mobile the joint is, or say your shoulder, if you can get overhead, which actually is a segue there would be one of the occasions that you might stretch before is if you were planning on doing say a shoulder press and your lat muscles which are sort of in your armpits they could be a limiting factor in letting your um, arm go overhead because their job is to do the opposite to pull your arm down if they're tight then that's grand to stretch them because you're not planning on putting power through them you're going to be doing a shoulder press and using your delts and your triceps so you can stretch a muscle that will allow you more range of motion if, if that's what you need and it doesn't compromise the exercise if that makes sense 
Yeah, that's the game. That's what I'm doing too. Um, I also do yeah. that on shoulders. I would never train shoulders without stretching them first. And am I going crazy ragging it? No, I just do like maybe a little chest stretch on each side and I do one dead hang, just like hanging off a bar, just to yeah, loosen the shoulders up. And I'm, I'm trying literally to loosen them up, but that's the pre-warm-up to the warm-up. Because then again, I'm going to do mobility work on the shoulders and like swing them around in circles and stuff. And then the real warm-up is actual light sets progressively building to my heavy sets. So I'll do like That's literally three, yeah, I'll do three versions of warming up. I do like a stretch off every morning anyway. And usually I'm training in the morning. So I just do that. Then I'll do like a little mobility work or start moving the joints. I'm actually going to be working. Then if it's squats, I'll start with body weight squats. And then maybe I do a few lunges. Then maybe I'll get some bars or dumbbells on the go. That kind of game. Mm -hmm. If it's shoulders, I'll start, I'll do like shoulder swings. And I feel like this is some people don't, don't do it enough. Um, I got this. No, definitely not. I got this off Juji Mufu, you know, the guy on YouTube. Um, oh, he's excellent, Instagram. yeah. Oh, he's excellent, I know. Um, and one got, thing, actually, I, I... Go, go on, on sorry. You finish. You can go. Well, I was going to say, um, one thing that I could preface that with is that you're very strong, and people tend to, obviously, however strong you are is what you've got to warm up to. If you're squatting 200 kilos, then that's what you have to warm up to. And so yeah. you'd expect to have to prime your muscles to be able to handle that workload. You'd have to cover the distance from zero kilos up to 200. So if you're someone listening at home and you know that you're perhaps not there yet, you're, you're, or you're a smaller person, and so you're therefore just shifting less weight naturally you know the 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 warm-up is all very relative to you and yeah you need to take increments up to it but if we take um my old friend and client cherry who is a world-class powerlifter has yep. multiple world records but is yep. still a 43 kilo asian girl <laughs> the kind yep. of loads that she's using on bench you know it, even though it's a world record relative to her and it's not actually that much total tonnage so the warm-up doesn't take as long as say someone like myself yep. who's a, a under average lifter completely mediocre but just because i'm bigger and male what i can just naturally handle into sort of the the yep. 150 say kilos if i'm squatting or something that's what i've got to warm up to and so you've got to bear that in mind a little bit you don't necessarily have to go verbatim as for what someone says because if you're only warming up to a 20 kilo squat you're not going to take your increments you're not going to go five seven 10 12 you know you just can probably do 10 and then jump in and that's fine because that weight in total won't be too stressful on the body you know you're exactly right sir that is a great point and i'm glad that you're here nobody should copy my warm-up that is not <laughs> that is not what i was saying anybody should do and i don't do that with clients either i don't get them to flip in stretch for half an hour and then do mobility work and then do flipping like if i'm squatting i'll do five warm-up sets of squats i did for split squats today, I was using 20 kilo dumbbells, one in each hand, but my first two sets were body weight, just normal squats. I did two sets of like 20 of those just to get like the joints moving. Then I did two yeah, yeah. sets of, tw I did two sets of 20 body weight split squats. So <laughs> one legged squats, then it, just a warm up again. Then I did a set of 10 reps on each leg with 10 kilo dumbbells. Then I moved on. So it's like flipping set five by the time I'm on to like, heavy work but again that's you because i'm lifting a lot of weight and what proportionally for me um yeah. it's quite a lot of weight so i build up to it um but exactly. I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point it's a good point what you said about the stronger you are the more you have to warm up that is very true like some power lifters they'll take flip an hour to warm up for like a one rep max bench and stuff and sometimes you need it if you're one of the strongest yeah, you guys in the world you know yeah choice. if you're one of the strongest guys in the world distance to cover yeah 
yeah, you've got to do warm up sets progressively through it and get your muscles and joints used to it, etc. But people should not he, do he, what I do. I agree. I was just getting carried away yeah. talking to you about what and I yours, do. Yours is, <laughs> yours is uh, of course, that is the nature of Connor. Um, your uh, your whole approach as well is very tailored to your lifestyle. You know, you have the time to do that. You have um, the want to do that. Your your goal. I mean, and I'm assuming here, but based on what I know about you, isn't necessarily to just be as strong and as jacked as you can be in the gym. It's to go to the gym, use it as a tool, work hard enough so that it gives you the results, but not so hard that you fucking hate it and you don't want to go back so that you can then go away from the gym and enjoy the rest of your life outside of it. That including looking good, feeling good, but not having pain because you're warming up like an idiot, not having pain because you're lifting a ridiculous amount of weight and you've got to systemically recover so much every day like that being your goal immediately makes your approach pretty valid as even though on paper i could pick some things that are quote-unquote wrong with it do you know what i mean and i think that's something that should be extended yeah that should be extended to most people's trainings as well like you've and it's something that pts and again, I hate to say it, but by and large, don't do is just consider their clients' goals enough. They they do it in a very immediate way. They will go, what What do you want? And they'll go, bigger chest. And so they'll go, okay, cool. I'll bang you on bench and flies. And that's, you know, that's what we'll do or something. But then maybe, I don't know, if we start looking at, let's do, well, let's say we're taking bench, for example. If we start actually analyzing that as a lift and comparing it to that person's lifestyle, let's say they've got a busy job and two kids and and then maybe something is systemically fatiguing as bench that they, and you might have to do it like twice a week or something, the load that comes with it, maybe that the profitable returns from that aren't as good. A better example I can think of would be a deadlift. If, if your goal isn't to get good at deadlift, don't fucking deadlift. Connor, when was the last time you deadlifted? Exactly. St- standard barbell deadlift. Um, yeah. Prob- Three years ago. Years. Yeah, probably yeah. years, yeah. And, I just do it if somebody if else I, wants to do it that I'm training with, really. Yeah, and if I were to ask you why, it's because you know it doesn't particularly tailor to any um, any particular isolated hypertrophy, at least not visibly. And so the only thing it really relates to is the deadlift itself. And therefore, if, you, if your goal isn't there, the risk-to-reward ratio in it, when you consider the amount of recovery you'd need, what it facilitates you, it's just not there. It's not worth it. Yeah, if I was trying to become as strong as possible or be like a, a re, like strength was one of my main goals, then I'd deadlift. I do sumo deadlifts. Um, and why do you do that? Because there's more. A bit more uh, glutes and, ad- yeah, a bit more glutes and like adductor work. It's a bit more like exactly. a well-rounded leg exercise for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do Romanian deadlifts, like we've already said, for the hamstrings, because that's, that's for hamstrings and lower back work. Um, and that's when no, you start my... getting to the specificity of just a small difference in exercise, but a big difference in productivity like if we take for example a conventional deadlift versus the romanian deadlift the romanian deadlift is mechanically weaker because you don't put it down in between it's constant tension uh you're also in a mechanically weaker position you're also using less muscles that makes you weaker if you add tempo that makes you weaker and all that adds to reducing the amount of weight on the bar and therefore promoting the or should i say reducing the amount of recovery time that you need day to day versus the deadlift that's such a strong exercise so you you can lift such heavy weights on it that it needs that recovery to come with it and maybe that would be fine if the results you'd get from it would be good but if we compare it to something like a romanian deadlift that gives you actual noticeable sort of physical results like it's a big hamstring and glute workout whereas the deadlift just 
isn't as much particularly. Do you know what I mean? Yes, sir, I do. Yes, sir, I do. We could do an entire podcast on tangents things. Yeah, we not make our podcast. I've come up with with the name and the and the the theme tune. To tangents, to tangents, we can't tangents. The tangent podcast, talking about shit exclusively. Yeah, yeah. The show where we talk about absolutely nothing that the title involves or that it says in the description ever. <laughs> yeah, we do like to do that, don't we? I also have, um, in the vein of non-tangents, five tips for <laughs> beginners. If I could quickly go through these, do you think? My Let's top go. tips for beginners: if people are starting at the gym, maybe you, maybe you are starting back at the gym. Maybe you had a little bit of time before. Maybe I would say you're a beginner if you've been going to the gym consistently less than something like three years, maybe. Definitely yeah. one, definitely one year or less. Definitely, um, I'd, I'd I'd say up to two years. I class people a, a beginner, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Anywhere in that range. Um, so if you're just starting out at the gym, basically, and you're just getting back into it as well after lockdown, few tips for you. My first one that I wrote down again, not necessarily in order of importance, but this one might be. I put seek help or instruction. Yeah, I'm talking I, about that was, be, that was mine. Yeah, that was one of mine. Obviously we are slightly biased as personal trainers, but if you want to be good at anything, you should get instruction from somebody who knows what they're doing. Shouldn't you? Um, Everybody who's done anything great in life has had teachers, tutors, mentors, things like this. Everybody learns. Yeah. It's it's just, it's delegating. It's, it's understanding that you have something and that you're good at and that's in your lane. And, people come to you for that service that's what your job is and whatever that may be in life and yeah this isn't what you've studied for it's not what you understand it's and more than that it is something that could hurt you and injure you if you'd go into it not understanding so yeah delegate it get someone who does know what's going on and that doesn't have to be the most expensive version you know you can source about a bit and get some cheap stuff loads of information out there online now like this podcast well, hey, it's a good point what you said about getting injured. You could hurt yourself. That's true. Um, technically, the gym or like weightlifting sort of thing, resistance training is the second safest form of exercise that you can do. Um, yeah, yeah. Statistically, the first safest form is swimming. There's no injuries in swimming. You either drown or you're fine, basically. So there's, there's deaths in swimming, but no injuries, basically. <laughs> People at the gym and weight resistance training, there's some minor injuries, but not compared to basically everything else except darts. Literally every other sport is fucking more dangerous than just gymming. Usually oh, everybody... Yeah, for sure. Anybody who does any sport really and takes it serious also goes to the gym on the side as like supplementary work. Um, yeah, because it's not dangerous and they don't have to worry about that kind of thing. It's it's yeah, it's, it's productive, complementary, yeah. right? But you do, like yeah. you said, you have to get instruction. You have to know what you're doing, really. Like one personal training session with you at the gym, if I knew nothing, if I even got one session and just said, hey, Will, just show me some like basics. I just, I'm just going to have one session. That'd be decent. I mean, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. four, four, four sessions would be better to build a full program. But if you just, if people just had one session with a good professional, somebody who actually knows what they're doing, I could teach somebody how to perform a, a weekly program in an hour and fifteen minutes. Just basics. Just give them like four, maybe six exercises, something like that. Go through the technique, go through basic progression and stuff like that with them. You could, you could learn a lot literally in just one hour, and it is so, so worth it. Because how many people do we know? over flipping years and years and years and years they go to the gym forever and they make no progress because they just don't do the right things 
Yeah, which is the other danger of it is, and it's it's what I don't understand about a lot of the sort of the the five five amers, the five thirty crew is that I can I can not go to the gym for half a year, and if I go back at five in the morning, it's the same sort of twenty to thirty people that are there, no matter rain or shine. And yeah. I hate to say it, I see a lot of them doing shit wrong, and then I start thinking, how do you have the the I don't know, the commitment, the whatever, the foresight to get up and get to the gym this early and be that, go and get it. But you don't have the foresight to research and make <laughs> sure that you're actually investing that time appropriately as opposed to fucking wasting it. That but, Well, it's, commi- it's, it's commitment, high, execution, medium. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Effort, yeah. effort, extraordinary. Execution, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And that goes back to, again, that cons- consistently evaluating your goals like if i walked up to all of those people and said why are you here and if their honest answer was just oh i like coming in the morning and they wouldn't far less bothered about the actual physical results of the gym then grand you're doing your job so i don't want to badmouth those people yeah but for the most part i'd be willing to bet that as well as that a lot of their goals are strength related or cardio related or hypertrophy muscle building aesthetic related yeah whatever and so if that is really where you're at, yeah, why are you, why, why are you just not, why are you almost choosing to do the worst thing you could do when the answers are just out there and all you've got to do is find them? <laughs> that makes sense to me. Well, I'll tell you a little story about, because um, we used to work at the shame gym, didn't we, at um, the gym group at Kellam Island. When Did I, you just when say I the shame work, gym? It I was, might have it, done, it was, but it... It was an accident. It's where you, it's where you come and people just shame you for not going to the gym before. <laughs> no, it must have been a slip of the tongue. If a, nice, um, as you were. If I did say that. Uh, Kellam Island, the gym group, we both used to work there, didn't mm. we? Um, when I first started working there, I got all of the 5.30, 6am, 6.30am clients. Firstly, because personal trainers overall are lazy. Personal yeah, trainers they didn't exist are... at that time. Nope, exactly. Personal trainers <laughs> are so lazy. I got to that gym six months after it had opened, and I used to live in flipping Barnsley, which was like 45 minutes away from Sheffield, and I, I used to set off at 5am to get there before 6am, because I knew the, the people that were there, like you said, I know that there's a crowd in nearly every gym that goes there in the morning, and they're always the most committed people, like you said. It's always the same people, isn't it? They're committed. Mm-hmm. If, if they're there, usually they care if they're there consistently as well. If you're willing to get up at that time in the morning, you give a shit, don't you? You give a shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, when I got to the gym and just started walking around and chatting to people, one lady said to me that she'd, she'd been going there six months since it opened and she'd never seen another personal trainer there before. And that was because the people who worked on shift started at 8am. Now they start at 6am, don't they? The people who actually work at the gym. Yes, but you're right. When they started, it was 8 a.m. Yeah, it was eight, wasn't it? Yeah. So no personal trainer had fucking ever been there before eight o'clock because nobody had told them to. There's me. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Comes in. So yeah, I got business success just on other people's laziness, literally, because nobody had ever been there before, and there were there were clients and people literally waiting there at the gym, hoping a personal trainer would come to help them in the morning. (laughs) And there's me rocking up. So I ended up with all of these clients. And the thing I was going to say about it overall was that these people valued efficiency as well. Because I, I, went, I went there every day at 6am. I was always there every day. One member said I was like the gym cat because I was always just hanging around. 
um, <laughs> which was true. Licking its which paws. Was, yeah, I had nothing to do at home. I had nothing to do at home, literally. I'd quit my job and fucking quit my life and just decided I was going to do this personal training thing and it was going to work or I was going to die trying. So I was all in. Mm. So I was there, I was there 6 a.m. until fucking 8 p.m. every single day, no days off. Perfect. Um, but those clients in the morning valued efficiency. I would see them going down there every single day, five days a week and maybe not getting maybe not getting very far with the goals and eventually they would come up to me or we some conversation would occur somehow and i would say to them look you know you don't have to work this hard <laughs> i mean i can see what you do uh. every day every day i see you here and talk to me about your goals like you said talk to me about your goals because you don't have to be doing this you don't you don't have to come here every day at 5am to flipping do this no. i could get you this i could get you the same results in 2 hours per week as you're getting in flipping seven hours a week because you're coming here for an hour and 15, five times a week. But you just, I've watched you, sorry to say that, but and we could we could be doing better. We could be doing some different yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. And the way I would put that to people is that, look, like you say, the morning crowd, they're my favorite as well because that's the kind of person, people that I like to work with. Um, and, and yeah, if, if they've got that backbone in them already and they're just basically they're already you know they're going to be putting in that 100 percent every time that's the hardest they're bit just, that's the bit you need that, yeah that's that you've done that bit you're just channeling channeling it down the wrong avenue what i'm going to get you to do is retreat from that and stop wasting fucking energy on bullshit put it into the shit that's helpful and yeah that will probably mean that you've got energy left over at the end of it because you just you're just being much more like you say efficient in how you approach your well everything yeah just your approach to yeah. the gym everything and dude, people, you still love it. I used to literally say to them, "Look, I know you're coming out. Would be in the consultation. I'd say how many times you come to the week. They're like, four, come to the gym. I'd say four, they'd say four or five times per week. And I'd say, look, we can knock that down to two or three. And they're skeptical at first. Yeah. That they're like, uh, thinking really, think because they they think, and it's kind of true that their results sucked when they were going four or five times a week, like like they are now. So how can they possibly come less and do better? Because we can do better. That's how. And people would love it. I would get them down to the gym just two sessions a week, personal training with me in a the morning. Then the other three days, they'd get to spend either getting a lion or eating breakfast with their kids changes people's yeah. lives literally yeah they were there in the morning for their kids instead then but still achieving their goals faster as well so you can give people people's life back and it was it was great, for, me. God it was great for them to good be honest personal training man is what that is it's not hard well well i was gonna say it's not hard to do but it's not hard to yeah. do good personal training compared to everybody else it is hard to do good personal training <laughs> there's a there's a lot to it um personal training I is a complicated you, you thing you just need at least a little bit of a of a conscience to make it work and be and be good with it because well this is as, as soon as you start investing in your clients as people as opposed to just clients and understanding that they're coming to the gym is probably a goal in it be it subconscious or conscious it's going to contribute towards their happiness and so therefore the gym is a proxy measure to happiness for them but as soon as you start considering that that's all it is and it's not it probably makes up 10 percent of that you can't just leave them at the doorstep with you know you want to get a bit more invested and help a little bit more and like you say try and get more into the lifestyle side of things and start fixing those problems as well so this is why go on I was going to say, this is why you're a good personal trainer, sir, because you just said the exact same thing. Um, as I was going to say, you just, you just hit the nail square on the head. My first mentor in personal training taught me, number one rule, give a shit about people. Yeah. That just was care. it. Yeah, just give a shit. Just you're an actual person. They're an actual person. 
help them. Yeah, but what about just help them? Yeah, but uh, just help them. <laughs> Even <laughs> from the point of view that, yeah. Their goals. And also, if because then people's argument to that is, yeah, but I don't want to give away my information for free. Look, if you can give away <laughs> all of the fucking information you have in your brain for free, you do not have enough information in that's your brain. That's what I was going to say. fucking that's, learning. That's all, only somebody with only a tiny amount of information would say that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I don't want like, to give right, it all cool, away. Go back to school. Fuck. I don't want to give I it all away. Hate... It's like she got four facts, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, four things. <laughs> I, could, I could write three books on just squatting genuinely <laughs> give all my fucking information away how many how long you got <laughs> you know oh god yeah we, uh, we, i feel like we've digressed a lot again but oh well oh it's fine it's i'm bored of my i like talking to you i'm bored of my own points i can't be <laughs> bored of my, own, <laughs> my own tips uh, for beginners can screw i like talking to you i remember one thing screw. my dad said you know I, I start obviously I make uh, not only podcasts like this but videos and stuff on mostly yeah. on Facebook and my dad said he thought that I would only be able to make five videos this is like years and years and years ago he thought I don't know what you're going to say to be honest lad five he thought videos. yeah he said you, you'll be able to say something about eating less calories protein's good vegetables are good I'm sure you could say something about carbs walking's nice then what else? And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Else? And you know what the, the hilarious reality is? Is that you've made the exact same video for the last fucking two years with a different hat and coat every time. And it lands brilliantly every time. And it somehow is different and applicable every time. <laughs> well, that is, that is true when you say it like that. Yeah, because I have made over 3,000 videos and I only really have one point and it's eat less exactly. calories. <laughs> exactly. This is what I'm saying. You've just done the same shit over and over, just dressed it up differently and addressed a little different, uh, like 1% of the information that they need to know and just sort of drip fed it to people, but always with this overwhelming existential goal of don't be a dickhead, eat less calories. And that's how it fucking works. <laughs> my, my internal voice is not devo like yours, so all of my internal voice <laughs> does, not, does not start with don't be a dickhead like, like yours seems to do. My, that's what, my, I, that's my... what my business cards say, actually. <laughs> yeah you, you are exactly right though i am like a nutritional spider that has spun three thousand webs all with the aim to catch you and eventually make you realize that you should eat less calories, eat less calories. <laughs> <laughs> who or fucking like, knew right or like james smith says calorie fucking deficit doesn't it that's his game he likes swearing <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Well, actually, me and my um, well, Louise is uh, is the lady that I was with in the in the park this morning, having a lovely session. And she was saying the the about the vulgarity on the podcast and this and the other. Didn't mind it all, just that they had to be cautious of the kids. But um, I was saying, <laughs> I like to think it comes it, it it comes with an element of sincerity and not just complete violence. Like it, at least people know that it's coming from the heart because it's just passion. I'm just pissed off at the industry you know <laughs> <laughs> you you are annoyed with the industry i agree and it it, perplex, it perplexes me for some reason i don't understand why... i don't understand how you're not <laughs> i know <it's, laughs> i don't know i just haven't grown up enough yet I'm, I'm so petty <laughs> i don't know i i don't know what's going on because you you say the industry like we spoke about earlier like people say the government like you say you you're pissed off oh, at the... oh shit yeah. <laughs> Like, the industry's not one thing. What do you mean? <laughs> me my own fucking logic. How about fuck you, Connor? <laughs> I backed you into a corner there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are right. You are right. And again, also, my philosophy you were saying last time about the 
controlling of the controllables. And maybe it's because I think I've got a bigger grip than I do on the industry or something, and I can control it more or something, but I don't know. It's something I'll come to terms with at some point, or die trying. You you have no grip on the industry, but you have a great grip on your area and your knowledge and your, I don't know, practical skills and what you you know what you what your clients want and what you're doing. You have a great grip on all that, but you can't control what other people do, like you said, or what other people say. What what annoys no. you when you when you say you're angry at the industry? Because this is a recurring theme on our podcasts, even the ones on YouTube. We've talked about this before. But what annoys you exactly? What what gets what gets you because once you told me you were going to quit fitness because you were that annoyed and i said i, I know said, look we need to have a talk ah, <laughs> my my you mentor know. now martin mcdonald he said the exact same thing he said um i'm out he about about nearly quitting many times due to frustration yeah. and annoyance and the amount of bullshit in the industry literally and it is and i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna call a specific example from my client luke who i love dearly and this is why he'll be okay with me saying this uh and that's that he bought well he he messaged me the other day asking about some calorie stuff kind of thing and whatnot and uh he he bought and and this is an old client this he bought my um uh fat loss guide off me and but the way that he prefaced it initially is he just messaged me saying hey well how many calories do i need to be eating and then quickly sent another message because he knows what i'm like about the specificity and he was like oh and by the way this is for cutting me to lose weight <laughs> and because i was like <laughs> down his ass about the and that's what it basically boils down to it's and this is what I, I say in my opening paragraph to my fat loss guide is that there's well, the, the, I think the phrase I use is that there's no such thing as a bad exercise so long as you can justify it. And for an example, banging your head against the walls a bad idea unless you're trying to knock yourself out. And then all of a sudden, it's a good idea. And that's basically the point is that everything is marketed as being available for and perfect for everyone. And it isn't the reality. The real, reality is that people need to understand their goals and then go down whichever avenue that is because training and the human physiology, human mechanics – Everything about it is so, so specific. The devil is in the details. There's just the generalization isn't a thing in the fitness industry. Obviously, in marketing, specificity isn't a thing. So between the two, you just get shit information put out there. Uh, or you get the small people not doing as well because they can't market the specificity. And that's the position that, say, you and I are in. You're with a smaller business than a Slimming World with fucking mm-hmm. 100% success rate where they've got 2% success rate because they're catering to the masses and the masses don't exist, whereas you're catering to the individual and there's fucking many of them out there. Do you know what I mean? That's my issue with it. Boiled down. Shit, dude, that was good. <laughs> and... <laughs> Those were some those were some fire points right there. I especially liked the I, bit about me. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> that bit was all true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all true. <laughs> no, I'm I don't kidding. Know. That's that's my two pence on that. And you know what's funny is, if you asked me to repeat that now, I couldn't fucking say it. I, it, it comes and goes, but I don't know, man. That's why it was good. It came from the soul. It came from the soul. You were exactly. riled up and you were letting the swear it go. Words. So keep yeah, the headphones in at home, Louise. <laughs> You're exactly right, though. You're exactly right. And this this podcast is marketed as explicit. It says if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or anything, it says it's an explicit podcast, literally. <laughs> I suppose if you're listening live on stereo, then maybe it doesn't. Um, Fuck yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what the settings are. Uh, you're exactly right, though. And I liked what you said. Most 
programs and people do sell generalization and that's why it doesn't work for most people you're exactly right like dr atkins has the atkins diet and then people just go join it just to find out if they can eat like dr atkins and slimming world have their book or plan and then you go to their program to see if you can fit your lifestyle into slimming world's plan and most personal which doesn't work this too no it it, it works sometimes if you're lucky and yeah. yeah, some people have got a square hole. Yeah, and if it's a square peg, yeah. Um, it works and that is the problem with these things. Is basically. That, yeah, and that's the problem with these things. Is that, is, or I guess not the problem. The sad thing about these things is that most of the time they're birthed out of someone that does care and does want to help with this specific issue. And that's why it's specifically one way or another, a keto diet, an Atkins diet, veganism, intermittent fasting, powerlifting, bodybuilding. Everyone's got a vocational sort of railway going their path that they're going down and so obviously that's what they preach and that's fine so long as it's preached as that as opposed to just fucking everything else you know like it as soon as that marketing gets involved and they just start sending it out to everyone and pretending like that one uh, size fits all kind of thing that's when it starts becoming an issue and that's the annoying part of it is that if people are just a little less greedy the information is actually good. It's just the way that it's marketed and put out to the people that, that's bad, really. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And this is why I explain to people in consultation before, before they join my Six Steps to Slim program that it's slightly harder, my program, than in some ways than possibly other programs that they've tried. But through that, it's more successful. Because if they go to a different nutritionist or even the NHS or to a personal trainer or to Slimming World or Weight Watchers or whatever, they give you a plan and you try to follow it. And at the beginning, yes, this is in some ways easier because you don't have to think about it. You're just playing monkey see, monkey do, aren't you? You're just playing follow the leader. And that works for a short amount of time for some people. If you happen to be able to fit to those rules and to those constraints, that can work for a period of time. But in the long term, it never works out. So what we do instead is we help people to find out which sort of changes or plans or ways of eating or are going to be good for them yeah good for them personally and that's a little bit tougher for me and them like i i have i have a consultation for up to an hour and a half depending on how long it takes half an hour to an hour and a half with every single person that joins because i need to know who they are what they like doing what they don't like doing what they're trying to achieve what they've tried in the past you know what problems they think they're likely to come up again so i know what we're flipping working with it would be easier for me if i just did a slimming world and i had a six steps to slim book and people that join i'm just like here's the plan do it yeah like it all like it all lump it but that's what you get when it's flipping 20 quid a month at slimming world that's what you get you get the same cookie cutter plan as everybody else and then they'll tut if you can't follow it the way that I would boil that down is is saying that it, you can't really package and send out the door hard work and consistency. That's shit. People ain't buying that. They want to buy something colourful and fancy that has a very definite, clear fix to it. That's a well one step process. You know, that's what people want. Whereas the reality is, don't matter which avenue you're going down, hard work and consistency are implied. That's just it. There's no way you can take a back seat on this. And that's doesn't matter what where you put that energy it just it has to be 100 percent, and that's the issue that's and that's what i always say to the clients walking through the door is that i've said it before i don't expect them to walk through lean or jacked or with any amount of knowledge because then i wouldn't have a job but if they don't walk through willing to put in 100 percent, then i can't help them because that's all you need that's all you need 
Yep, and it's our job to help people, like we said before, put the effort that they do put into things into the right places. Um, exactly. Because I, sure I would say, your time. I would say on food, you don't need a hundred percent effort. I would say you could get away with eighty probs. Oh, <laughs> and, and and did you hear how I said that? And I went up at the end. I went eighty, like it's question a question mark. at the end. Question like mark. Like I'm slightly yeah confused yeah. or not sure. <laughs> I, I know what you say, and again, that's probably our background. I'm thinking in terms of if I were to put an example behind it, I'd have said like gym related or powerlifting or something, you know. But yeah, you know what I'm saying is, and even if it's I not, I do know what you're saying, of course. Even if you're not practically putting in a hundred percent like day to day because of a a tactical uh, approach that you might be taking and with longevity in mind, you've still got a hundred percent in your brain. You know that eighty percent isn't out of laziness; it's out of strategy. It would be my argument. Or yeah, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. I was going with the eighty twenty rule. That... I was thinking if somebody if somebody ate well eighty percent of the time and twenty percent of the time they ate shit. I've seen this happen, and people can still lose weight. Some people I've also seen they really have to do more like ninety ten. You know, if they if if like every if, if it's eighty twenty, you could imagine that every eight days they eat well, and then for two days they eat crap, and then for every eight day the next eight days they eat well, and the next two days they eat crap. For some people, their weight just roughly maintains. If they're a big mm. junk eater or they're not create, great at creating a calorie deficit or they're not very active or whatever, through the good days, sometimes I've seen 80-20 or somewhere See, around that just end up with maintenance for people where these, I've seen some people really need to do 90-10. They need to have nine good days for every one day they screw it up and then really get good fat loss results. That is interesting, yeah. And I would say that I, me personally, I'd get annoyingly anal about the semantics of that in a way that... In, in, if you were looking at the sheer statistics, if you were doing the right thing 60% of the time, then you are what you do most often. If that's what you're doing, then that's what you're doing. But in the practical sense of if you subscribe two days out of 10 to eating like shit, and on those days it is proper caution to the wind, and the rest of the d- days maybe aren't that great as well, they're just okay then that's that starts to shift the dynamic of those statistics a little bit because you're no longer talking about 60 40 you're talking about splitting days into those supposed percentages but not the actual effort or the content throughout them if that makes sense bro it makes perfect sense and i I love the caveat that you just said there because yep you're exactly right it would it would be if we wanted to do a real 80 20 or 90 10 sort of rule yeah, I'd, have to fine. Che- I'd, I'd, I'd have to check people's calorie intake and like you're saying if you're if you're eating a small calorie deficit for nine days in a row and then screwing it up ten thousand exactly. calories then that's not 90 10 is it based on the yeah, calorie intake so i understand the, exactly what you're saying of the way that you split it up to life you can't negate the fact that calories don't start and stop on an, any given hour of the day and that they are just an ongoing thing and that they are an exact number and that you burn be it different every day an exact number of calories and you also consume an exact number of calories there's no ethereal arty farty bullshit in between that's like well i ate a lettuce so that must you know it, it's just it's just numbers it's just mathematics that's all it is there's no like i think i did i've put in this amount of effort today or not if you're still that doesn't negate the the actual facts behind <laughs> it you know i, I know, know i'm you... pissing people off no no you reminded me of an example because you're not wrong um... okay Sometimes people in my program, and I'm, remem- I'm remembering a specific lady, um, 
they they feel like they're trying really hard and the and the and the word the important word is feel like this one lady she said to me Connor, my weight's not gone down this week, but I, I feel I've, I've been trying really, really hard. And she said, this person, this was a while ago. It's just an example that sprung into my head. She said, this person's asked me to go out to a restaurant. And I said, no. And then I went to this cafe and I saw the cake and I didn't get it. And then I had an opportunity to have this and I have an opportunity to have this. And I had to say to her, I know, but this is due to poor food environment. The more food that you come across and say no, that makes it proportionally feel like you're trying harder in the fat loss, but you don't lose weight based on the things that you said no to. You lose weight based yeah. on the things you said yes to. <laughs> don't you? Yes, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, so you can say no to a thousand cakes, but if you said yes to 10, we're still not losing weight. Are we? So sometimes, it, sometimes, like you said, it's not about the feelings, it's about the facts. Yeah, and, and maybe for this specific woman, it wouldn't have worked quite as well, but then you could get into the semantics of, well, would... Yeah, maybe you're working very, maybe you are. So say, say we take that word feeling like you're working hard and we actually change that to this woman is working very hard. But mm-hmm. the problem is, like with the 5am, she's working hard, barking up the wrong fucking tree and then you're just wasting energy. Like maybe you're spending all that energy on saying no to these people when you could go to the function and just eat fucking less and put all your energy into that instead. And then you you bypass the negativity and annoyance behind cancelling on someone or just not enjoying your social activities this lifestyle thing that we're changing and you start well, like you're saying actively making the decisions to do that you know or no i don't know pow 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 i do know pow 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 uh, i should also... just say as well mate we, we i think we've only got about eight minutes left before it kicks us off just to let you know Oh, that's a different app, sir. I was I was about to say that we should also just bring this round probs to okay. a summary. Pro- I agree. Probs anyway, yeah. But um, that is the flipping Podbean app that screwed us over when it only allowed us ninety minutes of recording this time. This stereo fucking app, I Podbean. I, I think you're allowed eight hours or something. Is the longest you're allowed? Oh to be shit! On. Let's go. Buckle up. We got another. <laughs> Is the longest. I, I think that's the longest you're allowed to be on stereo doing a live recording. Um, my other points for beginners, I'll just hit these quick and then we'll just mm-hmm. uh, call it done, were go slow and set realistic targets with the amount of sessions that you do per week. Too many beginners try and do five sessions a week and it's just, it's not necessary, like we've said, you need to start slow. And it's not good for your habit building or consistency to think, oh, I will no, go no. five times a week. And then the first time you don't go five times a week, you feel like you failed and then you don't go again. It's just, it's classic, like January New Year's resolution thinking. Really what I get people to do is, if you want to go five times per week to the gym, and I don't stop people. I don't say you should go less and you should not try that hard. That doesn't make sense. What I say to them is, why don't we do three or more sessions? Rather than I'll do five or I'm a bad person, why don't we do three plus as the goal? So if you do go five, good. But if you go four, also good. And if you go three, still good. So we're yeah, all good, nice. good, good. Yeah, so... Yeah, so. I think the way that you can wean that out is when someone says to me, this is, I, I'm going to come to the gym um, this week, I go, all right, when? And then they go, uh, they're probably on... Uh, um, uh, and then they realise there's only seven days in the week. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, but like you say, be realistic. You know what time you have available. Tell me when you're coming to the gym, at what time and what you're doing, and then you'll do it. And you'll also have a realistic understanding of what you can do. Yeah, book it in, make it scheduled, make it real, make it specific, but make it realistic, make it, make it reasonable. Yeah, 
make it reasonable yeah. for yourself as well, like we've already been through. You don't have to do much. If you're a beginner as well, you can make gains easy. Two hours a week, you can get jacked, guaranteed. Um, my third true. point was my third point was don't copy what you see other people do in the gym. If you're a beginner, you have to understand that most people are doing most things wrong. <laughs> Aren't they? If we stand in the gym and we just stand there and we just look around at what people are doing, most people are doing most things wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. It's one of my favourite hobbies, actually. People <laughs> watching in the, gym. the gym. Uh, yeah! And, you know, I, I, that sounds bad. That used to come with... Uh, a helpful attitude that would be, oh, I'll try and help this person, but you know what? A lot of them just don't want help. <laughs> yeah, and people, yeah, it depends again how, how people see it and approach it as well, doesn't it? Like, you're exactly right. When I first started working in the gym, I used to see everybody doing everything wrong and think, oh, I can help all these people do all these things better. But if you walk up to somebody, even if you, even if you say it nicely or you sound nice, what, what they will hear is, hey, I don't know you, but you're doing it wrong. And people don't like yeah, that. Yeah, so that, <laughs> hey, that goes back you, to what we were saying. Yeah, exactly. Can you remember what I was telling you last time about them not using the word but and saying instead and? Oh, yes, if you, yes. That's the same thing, isn't it? That's the exact yes. same thing. That's the same thing. And it's what, we, it's what we were saying earlier about these motherfuckers in town screaming at us. Cool, wrong approach. If, if a guy came screaming at me to give me 100 quid, I'd probably still run away initially. <laughs> you know? That's just the way... <laughs> That's just human nature. If someone does that, you're just like, nope, I don't like you. Fuck off. Sorry. That's just how it works. Yeah, I got over the feelings in the gym as as well of really watching what too many people are doing. Um, even when I was working there, because I, I realized pretty fast after a few months of working in the gym that you just can't help everybody. There's no way yeah, I can't. can save everyone. Every single person that comes in is basically doing every single thing wrong. And there is no way I can save all these people. So then I just started, I, I just got over it and started worrying only about the people who asked me to worry about them, aka my clients. So <laughs> because again, I never went yep. up to any of any of my clients ever and every single person on the six steps of slim program as well i have never gone up to somebody and said hey give me money hey see you no. at the gym i could help you pay me or hey want to lose weight i'm the guy choose me doesn't I've work ne- doesn't I've, work i've never done that in my goddamn life every single no, person you, you need to build that rapport and that just can't come from a superficial meeting such as hey man do you want to exchange money for time cool i'm in let's go that don't work it needs to come from a oh look you need help cool i can help you that has because i need to eat meat there needs to be an exchange of money but my primary goal is to help you and if that is if that's always on the tip of your tongue if that is your true endeavor with that person that just is exuded and people people genuinely see that and i think the people that aren't like that the pts that think they can get away being conniving and sneaky and just looking for money they think that they get away with it but they they, well first of all they, they first of all yeah it does fail but secondly to that they think that there and then they can do it and people don't notice but people are smarter than that they they read human behavior and habits and you can see when someone is genuinely interested and wants to help you and when someone is just there for the money you know yeah i do know i mean in in the long term i've known obviously just thousands of personal trainers and every single person that i know they're after it in the money and they see clients like i don't know cash and they they just see dollar signs um ding 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 yeah yeah, in their bank account rather than actual real people who are trying to help. Like when we were talking about how the number one goal is actually to help people. Then if you do well and you help enough people and you do it well, 
everything else literally sorts itself and falls into place. Like as a personal trainer, you, you don't even have to run the business or do marketing or no. do anything well, as long as you actually help the people well. You don't have to do anything else if you actually yeah, do the, what you're there yes. to do. Yeah, it's yeah, the best kind of. And who knew if you who knew that if you were the best at what you do, you were going to reap the benefits of that? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I knew actually because I got great business advice when I was about flipping seventeen um, from from somebody online. Because I was thinking, look, I'd had a couple of shit jobs working for companies, and it was giving me depression. And I thought, look, I'm going to have to do something here. Um, so I, I didn't really know what to do, and then I somebody gave me some advice and said, look, if you're going to go into an industry on your own and try and do a thing, go into an industry that's a lower intelligence level than you are because you'll be, <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense. Cause they said, look, if you're the best plumber in Sheffield, you'll make loads of money. You'll be on a big call out like fee. You'll, you'll have good fulfillment because you'll know that you're the best in your industry and you'll feel like someone and you'll feel successful. Or if, it, or I, if I tried to become a flipping rocket scientist, I'd, I'd just struggle. I'd just be a, a mediocre to poor, I'm sure, rocket rocket scientist because I'm not that smart to be and able to do things. Small fish need to do. We got to stay in the small ponds where we're the big fish. <laughs> <laughs> I started building my own pond. That's what I did. Ah. And soon, yeah, that's what I started doing: building my own pond. And then, Probably and now I'm algae there. No, it's 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 cool. It's calm. It's clean. And now I'm swimming around in my pond, and I I don't even ask. I don't even have signs that like say that people so have they to don't join. Dive. No, people can just come and join the way that we do things if they want to. That's all that. That's all that it is. Literally, people that's can nice. just people can just come join if they want to. Uh, my last nice. two tips, anyway, were focus on technique. Yeah, we've we've already said that one. Fucking Louise sent in sent that one in and stole stole one of my top tips. Great answer from Louise there, so she can take the props for that one. And then my last one was once again eat healthy. Because if you're a beginner, just try and eat flipping healthy. Because then you eat more protein, you eat less calories by proxy by eating healthier. So you'll be leaner, you'll build muscle and strength faster, you'll feel better as well. You'll be fuller for longer. You won't be so hungry. Your skin will get yep. better. You'll sleep better. It'll be a good time if you also eat, eat healthy rather than just trying to gym it. So try and do the damn thing. That's it. That, that would be my closing statement as well, is just whatever your what once you know exactly what you should be doing, even if it's only you're only slightly sure and it seems like you've only figured out five percent of it, just start down the path because the snowball will start rolling and if you start training well, you'll probably start getting in um uh, inspired to eat well as well. And you know, it just it just gets going. As does it does go like similarly that. Because if you know what will happen if you don't start, that will also snowball. The snowball effect will take place either way, whether you're trying to do something or not trying to do it. So you might as well try to do it and hope that it goes down that routine, which is, would be my closing statement. You're right, sir. Momentum will be built either way for the positive or the negative. So let's start That's moving. That's true. It's true. Ooh, and we've got ooh. about, what, four weeks now? No, a bit more than that. Until what? we're back at it. So until, until the gyms are supposedly back open. I think it's more like six weeks, sir. Sorry to tell you. Oh shit! Based on what we said earlier um, about moving forward positively, based on even if false positive assumptions <laughs> and imagination, I should have just left you with the four weeks because you'd have been eating really well and getting. Yeah, look <laughs> how you've left me now, Connor. God, yeah, what I'm, the hell? I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what are we gonna do? I guess we've fallen out. This is it. Last podcast ever, guys. Bye. <laughs> well we had a good run i thought we had a good run well well we had a good yeah man run. this was nice um another one next week can't wait
Yeah, same again, sir. I'm churning out maybe three a week of these podcasts. I love it. They're easy to do. I'm interviewing different people every single week. I've got different topics. If nobody wants to, if no, I've got no guests, nobody wants to come talk to me. I just talk to myself. Literally, I've got solo shows on Spotify and Apple podcasts as well, where I just give a rant. I just give a fucking monologue. (laughs) Yeah, I just monologue that for like, 30 minutes and just go at a, a point to try and help people. So it's been lovely to speak to you. You're, again, in, so. uh, you're an entertaining, shiny man to listen to. So yeah, we love it. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Emphasis on shiny. Yeah, not on lovely or entertaining. That's great. No, 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 no. Shiny. Um, yep. Thanks for listening, people. Um, I don't know what else to say, but other than looking forward to seeing everyone back at the gym, and I hope you start getting busy and back at it now when the uh, the poker is getting hot, as it were, so we can hit the ground running. Let's go. All right. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you for coming to talk to me again, Will. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you Thank again you soon. Me, sir. Pip, pip, everyone. Take care.